This is episode number 122. What does it look like to reconnect to yourself, others, nature, community in a world so disconnected? With Jared Schuster. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Outs podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a brief announcement and invite all of our listeners to our upcoming virtual meetup called Courageous Conversations. You're probably wondering, what is that? This is a place that we started where we meet through Zoom every single Saturday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Time. This is an opportunity for you to connect with other members of this community, people who have been a part of our events, people who have been guests on our podcast, people who have shared their stories, or simply those that have stumbled upon our work and wanted to learn more about what we do. So how does it work? Well, every single Saturday, we have a topic that relates to our daily lives. And we choose to use that hour to discuss that particular topic by giving a chance and an opportunity to everyone that joins to share their own lived perspectives as it comes to that particular theme. So if you are looking to become a part of this community or are curious about what this space has to do and what it can create in your life, please go ahead and leave us a message through our website in which we'll respond back to you with all of the information about when the event happens and how you can join us on each and every single one of those calls. Now, let's get back to our show. Welcome back to another episode of the Overcoming Odds podcast. Today's guest is someone that I was fortunate enough of meeting a couple weeks ago through LinkedIn, and him and I had to play a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say, phone tag as far as actually making this interview happen from both parties. But I'm, I'm very glad that him and I are able to reconnect and um, talk about this topic of connection and reconnecting with ourselves and the different things that we can learn from that process. His name is Jared Schuster. Jared, welcome to the show. Thank you, Oleg. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the work you're doing and the light that you're spreading in our world. Awesome. Absolutely. No, thank you. Thank you for giving me the space prior to our recording to actually have an opportunity for me to just see myself for who I am and, and look at the different adversities and events that we face within our lives from a different lens and perspective. And ironically enough, it's the same exact thing that you and I will be talking about today. And that's really just reconnecting with who you are and reconnecting with other people within this world. But before we dive into that, I want to give our listeners a little bit of an understanding of who you are, because we clearly don't have a LinkedIn summary in front of us that people can, can read your, your bio. So would you be willing to paint a picture to some of our listeners around this question of who are you? Happily. Well, as you stated, my name is Jared Schuster. Um, I'm a light worker. I'm a self-proclaimed light worker. My life's work is to align 
with people, organizations, Mother Earth, in raising the, the vibration of what's going on internally and externally. I'm a citizen of the world. I've traveled the world and studied with some of the great masters, uh, yoga in India. I lived on a property um, conducting shamanic healing retreats for close to a year in South America. Um, spent a lot of time just working on self. Uh, I followed a very conventional path for, for many years and it wasn't serving me. And in, in lieu of the name of this podcast, Overcoming Odds, I have faced near-death experiences. Um, and through that work has really made me recognize the importance of understanding self. Mm. When did you first feel disconnected from who you were? I was living in Los Angeles right out of university. And I just, I didn't know who I was. I had been sold on this dream of go to school, get good grades, do whatever it takes to get a good job. And I graduated during a time when, you know, we were just out of the recession and there was no jobs. I was fortunate enough to have landed a job. Um, nine months in, I kind of woke up and it was like this, I, I don't want to sit at a desk. I don't want to be under stress and pressure for the next 50 years of my life. Mm-hmm. So I started first learning how to connect. I think my first step was connecting with nature and I learned how to surf. Um, surfing for me was just everything. It was the rawest form of connection to mother nature I could find. It was so spiritual. And I decided I needed to do this every day. As my journey continued, I realized I was getting sicker and sicker living in, in that city. And for anybody listening from that city, I'm not bagging on it. It's just for my own self of the image that I was trying to portray and who I wanted to be. And the things I was chasing were so external from who I really am. And I started getting kind of sick and I was getting migraines frequently and I just was not healthy. I was overly exercising and I mean, my day's routine was nuts. So I started traveling the world, uh, took a trip. It was awesome. It was just, you know, a typical 20-something-year-old trip around Europe. Came back, decided I needed to do more travel. That's when I went to Asia and India for six months and studied. Still, I didn't realize how disconnected I was from me until I came home from India. And, you know, India prepared me with the tools I needed for what was coming next. And what came next was I was driving home from work one night. I was back for, for two weeks. I was back from that trip. and. Uh, I was hit head on in a car collision and had both of my legs broken. And so in the blink of an eye, everything I had worked towards, everything I had figured out I loved to do was stripped away from me. And for a year, I was stuck in a bed with to do the work. Mm-hmm. And for me, the work was tuning in, listening, breathing, using all the tools I had just gained from my travels, from connecting with others to be present and loving with myself. And that very much spearheaded the whole rest of my journey. You know, the healing journey led me to Ecuador and working with shamans and sacred plant medicine there. It just opened my eyes immensely to who I am as a human and and the work that I need to continue to keep doing. It's not a one and done ever. It's a continuous 
it's like, it's the rabbit hole. Once you get started, it's, it's endless. But to <laughs> me, that's the human experience. Mm-hmm. Part, of, part of that wreck, I'm curious to know, were you, quote unquote, were you at fault? Or was it the other person? And if so, how did you choose to take that blame and maybe some of the other emotions associated with it? And, the, and did you feel like you were stuck as far as trying to break through it? Or what, what were the biggest challenges, help us explain, after an experience like that, that ultimately allowed you to reconnect with who you are? In terms of on the external, on the paper, no, it was not my fault. I had nothing to do with it. Somebody was texting and driving mm-hmm. on Pacific Coast Highway, swerved, hit another car, spun and hit me head on. Um, I have no recollection of it all. I woke up mm-hmm. twice throughout the whole process up into the hospital. Um, so on paper, no, it was not my fault. But my healing really taught me that in order to heal I had to surrender to the idea that I attracted this situation that I need to take on fault of where was I, where was my vibration? Who was I being at that time that I needed this experience? And sometimes when I tell this story, it comes out that the universe is always sending us signs. It's Mm -hmm. our job to just see them, acknowledge them and listen for them. If you don't see them and you don't acknowledge them and you don't listen, they're going to speak one way or the another. And for me, they took a two by four to my body, you know, not, not actually physically, but in Mm -hmm. a sense it it was, okay, you're not going to listen to us. Here's your wake up call. We're going to take your walking away from you. You're going to sit with yourself. So that was a profound shift of acceptance of why did I attract this and what can I learn from this? And once I started having that, those thoughts, it very much started, started the work of, okay, it's time to learn. Instead of playing the victim, we could sit in the victim role for years. And that's where I believe more disease comes from and disconnect and anger and resentment and all this negative emotions that we don't necessarily need to feel at all times. We can get stuck in that loop. But when you start asking the questions of what is there to learn from this, that's mm-hmm. where I believe that my growth really started. Mm-hmm. You, you bring up a really good point, and it's something that you and I were talking prior to hitting record on this, and that is depending on which side of that situation you are in, as far as someone who, in, in my case, had promised something and wasn't able to deliver, deliver it on time, or the other person that had given you that opportunity and then had a different set of expectations based on that outcome. What I've, what I've learned and something that I shared with you and you're spot on with it is what did, what did you learn from that? Right? What does that situation teach you? And if there's anything that I've learned, especially when it comes to promises is that there's this thing that's called life that happens between these mile markers that we put ahead of ourselves. And sometimes we truly can't predict of whether or not that thing is going to happen at that particular hour. And, and there's, there's always so many variables that are involved within that process. So you sharing that story is interesting for me because it helps me understand the process that you went through as far as not being at fault, but probably maybe at the beginning for the first minutes or hours experiencing that anger toward that person 
who put you in the situation and essentially took away some of your abilities, but then just like a lot of that, you know, just only said like, what, what I'm curious to know, how, how did you get to that point? I'm just saying, Hey, there's no point in me carrying this weight. I mean, it's just, it comes to a point where enough is enough. I don't mm -hmm. want to be angry. It doesn't feel good to be angry. I want to let this go and you, you can't control others. So how can I let it go for self? Mm -hmm. Why do I want to carry this weight around? You know, we carry our traumas with us for life and it doesn't have to be that way. And something that I learned a lot in my time in South America was we, especially in the Western culture, when we fall down and we bump our knee, we put a Band-Aid on it. Mm -hmm. And the Band-Aid just kind of masks the problem. It's not what's going on deep down inside. It's superficial and on the surface. And we do that with our brains when we go through a traumatic experience. If we put a Band-Aid over it and we try and just forget about it. But that Band-Aid doesn't ever really get removed until we decide to rip it off. And ripping it off for me is facing your demons, facing yourself in the mirror and staring it down and asking, how can I release this? I don't want to feel this way. I don't deserve to feel this way. Nobody deserves to feel the way that I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's also the common humanity piece. You know, that's a big, big piece of, of everything very relative to today of like, we're not alone in our suffering. You know, as you're sharing your story, it's like we're all mirrors. We all put different topics and ideas to our conversations, but we've all experienced the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was going through my healing, people would say all the time, they would look at me like, oh my God, I can't believe what you're going through. I can't even imagine what that must feel like. And that, that, that statement started to really get under my skin because it's like, yes, you can. <laughs> if all you've ever experienced is a bee sting, that's all you know of extreme discomfort so there is mm -hmm. no level it's not like anybody is worse off or better off we're all on the same playing field here mm -hmm. it's all just a mirror you know it's all just a mirror so i'm not alone in this i have a support team i had an awesome support team when i was going through it all lots of encouragement and love and and community and i think that's what got me bounced back as quick as i did mm -hmm. what type of role would you say elements of narrative therapy and storytelling played in your life as, as far as helping you reframe the trauma that you experienced and, and was ultimately able to move past it and redefine that into a different story. I mean, that was it right there is coming to the realization that it's just a story. You know, everything, every com the conversation we had before we started this 10 minutes ago, it's like, mm -hmm. that's just a story we're telling ourselves that it happened. Mm -hmm. And if I go in an hour and I retell somebody exactly what we talked about and you go tell somebody, mm -hmm. it's going to have two different narratives. Maybe the themes would be the same because we were engaged with each other, but we retell things how we want them to feel. And I apply that to all aspects of my life, not just trauma and healing, but in gratitude and all the good that comes my way. It's like, how am I choosing to retell this story? What story am I writing for myself moving forward? And that's all this is, is like we have the chance to be the authors of our own life and write mm -hmm. our own story. So how are you writing it? And how are you writing what happened before? Mm -hmm. And what tone are you taking? And the tone is what tone are you taking with yourself as you write the story? Mm -hmm. And there's so much of that story as, as you and I were talking before that we, we don't know. And the only thing that reveals that to us is experience mm -hmm. and time.
as I was mentioning to you, the, the language that hadn't developed for me in confronting that situation with the reality that it was. And then later on, I was able to find it. It's, it's something that we, I think we sometimes underestimate, especially when it comes to people who start particular communities or groups or, or gatherings where they can facilitate conversations like this, where people can join in wherever they are along their story, wherever they are within their experience and engage is that we think that those that started are somehow above humanity and have figured it all out and they're the experts and they don't deal with different elements of it. But really in reality, I'm a human being just like you are Mm -hmm. and you're a human being just like the person listening to this particular episode. And that's the biggest thing that I think it's important to acknowledge is that we're all humans. So why don't we become more compassionate for that if we had it figured out we wouldn't be in the human form and what's the point exactly that's it it's like this is the human experience and what is the human experience at least to me it's lessons in order to carry forward to make this world to make this place to make your place to make your world and your perspective as grand and beautiful and magical as you want it to be Mm -hmm. and that's the human experience the second Mm -hmm. we have figured out these secrets you know, in Buddhist tradition and reincarnation, it's like you enter the void and you're done. You're done reincarnating and you're done reliving the same life over and over and over again because you learn what there is to learn and you're just, it's done. And it's like, to me, that's the reward of being done. But at the same time, it's like the reward is also being human and acknowledging that. And mm-hmm. as we were talking earlier, it's acknowledging it from a place of gratitude of it's just thank you thank you for this human experience thank you for the lessons i'm learning it's hard to get through but thank you thank you thank you because i'm getting stronger and i'm a warrior and i can get through this and it is making me just an even better human and that's what i'm here to do is be the best human that i can be Hmm. do you feel like you have found a community of people that not necessarily you can relate to but have a deep deep and meaningful conversation around topics like this in the area that you're in. And the reason why I ask it is because of this for me, for the longest time, I remember when I was first starting this journey of connecting with people who have a different understanding of the human experience, not necessarily any better or any worse. It just is. And what I learned was that there were in that particular time of my life, there were very few people who were operating from similar frequencies or similar energies do you feel like you're in that space now where you have found that um, tribe of people that you can have conversations like this or are you still looking and if so like what what do you think might be missing in the space that you're in now i think at first it was very hard for me to to find what we're calling the community of it all Mm -hmm. But looking back, it's like I, I wasn't ready for it. I needed to keep working on myself in order to figure out what I had to offer to the community. What am I contributing to a community? As I carry forward, I'm finding my community is global. I have awesome people where I am. I have awesome people digitally. I have awesome people I've connected with around the world. That's my tribe. For me, it's like what's missing. It's how vulnerable you're willing to be. That's how we get the conversation going. If you can be vulnerable and throw your cards on the table and recognize Mm -hmm. that we all need to share our story, 
We all need to listen to each other's stories because then we can relate to each other's stories. But it has to start with vulnerability. Superficiality does not work for me at all. Mm -hmm. And I quickly find myself leaving those kinds of communities where I see that present. But the more that I hold space for myself and hold space for others and I just show up, you know, and showing up to me is just tuning into intuition of where I need to go and what I need to do. I'm drawn to the right people at exactly the right time. And it's mind-blowing, the, the amazing people that I'm meeting. And the more that these conversations are happening, the more that I'm connecting with groups, it's like I'm seeing there is a shift happening right now. Mm-hmm. You know, there is a global movement of people, you know, quote-unquote waking up. And waking up is they're deciding to listen and they're deciding to do the work and they're deciding to tune in. And so I'm attracting more and more and more of these people. My first experience with that like connection of, of family outside of bloodlines was, was working in Ecuador at the center. And I was running the place with 12 other people. And like, I had never had such a spiritual soul connection with other humans. And we used to sit around many times and just, you know, fantasize about what life would be like if we stayed on this land and, and cultivated the earth and ran these retreats we did it forever. Mm-hmm. And the answers that kept coming to us was like, the community aspect is so important. And especially when you find your tribe, but you use your tribe to charge and you come together and you charge and you share and you, 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 you yeah, you charge up together. But the job is for the individuals to return back to their spaces, excuse me, and do their work there. Mm. Because how effective can we be if we stay a community and we close off the borders around us. Mm-hmm. We can't help those outside of our community if we're all within the confines of, the, of this little cluster. Mm-hmm. So I recognize that, that every day people are crossing my path and we may share just a glance, we may share a two minute, 10 minute, a lifetime connection, but I recognize the purpose in every interaction that I have. Mm. So for me, it's very much trying to see the light in everything around me. And that is my tribe and that is my community. And there's people who I resonate with more and they're closer to me personally. Mm-hmm. But I think that every single human has a story and a past. And as long as they're willing to share it and be open and vulnerable in order to help others, that, that's, that's community to me. Mm-hmm. You bring up a really good, interesting point as far as having your, your role of deck, role of, or deck, deck of cards or like your hand what it made me think of is that it's okay for that hand to change. It's okay Mm -hmm. to start with pocket aces and then transition to a two and a three completely off suit and yet Mm -hmm. still continue to find ways to work with it. And what it made me realize and how I'm choosing to look at that particular analogy of yours is that that deck that you have in front of you is ultimately the, the language that you have and how when the deck changes your language, also evolves and changes and i don't think it's it's never fair of us to say wherever you are saying hey you need to be more of this or you got to do this because at any given time what if you only have those four cards and and the the thing you can do is obviously continue moving forward and trading those cards or what whatever that process is in acquiring that language and those those words and the skills but I think the best thing that we can do is just to acknowledge that we all have a story to tell, right? 
there's a story within every single one of us that lives and it's different compared to almost every single one of us carries its own path. Like you said, we share the principles, we share the themes, but as far as the individual events and what we learn and the outcomes and how it happened, completely unique to who you are. Mm -hmm. And so just giving each other the compassion once again to understand that and say, Hey, I may not have had that exact thing that you went through, but I can understand or I can relate because here's an event that I went through. Mm -hmm. So instead of judging or quickly jumping to judgment, I think it's better for us to reframe and say, okay, what did you learn from this? Mm -hmm. Or how did you, how did you see it? And how do you see it now? Mm -hmm. What's the difference? Absolutely. And that's where I think sometimes we, what I'm learning throughout just my own experience is sometimes we jump to judgment too quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, we judge the book by its cover without trying to understand what is the first chapter and what's the last chapter. I, I, I see this all the time when I have conversations with people who are homeless. Mm -hmm. it's one of the commonest things that people tell me who are on the streets is that people will judge you of your appearance like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, how can I ever understand you as a human being? If that's the first thing that I think of, mm -hmm. Oh, he got ripped, ripped jeans. He must have no value. We put people in boxes so quick. Mm -hmm. But I think what, you know, to bring up the elephant in the room of what's going on specifically this week, mm -hmm. uh, globally is the universe is shining a giant mirror on all of us and we're going through a shared experience mm -hmm. and my heart is screaming to say that i i send out the energy that we can collectively identify with what's going on and stop placing blame and this is what it is and how can we come together and unite as one mm -hmm. because it's like to me, it's unlike any other time in history right now. It's not, oh, there's fires in California. Send them prayers and, and love. But then everybody just returns back to what they were doing that aren't affected by the wildfires. Mm -hmm. On some level, what's going on, doesn't matter what you believe in terms of hype or anything. There is a fear going on, and there is a lot, a lot of emotion around us, and it's collective. And so it is, it is time to, to have the same story all together, to all together come as one and say, what did we learn from this? What can we do so we don't need to experience this again? And this is our opportunity. Will we seize the opportunity? That's to be foretold. I believe if we choose to focus on we're going to learn the opportunity, then we'll get it. If we ignore it, it comes back. But mm -hmm. it's like we're at a time right now where it's like we're all going through the same exact thing and it's like it's fascinating it's fascinating that this is happening it's fascinating it's happening in my lifetime and i'm present to witness this mm -hmm. see it for what it is i was just having that conversation this morning with one of the teachers at a high school in virginia washington and i was telling her how i i was not alive when the flu or at some of the other epidemics broke out but it's just interesting to think about this and how schools are closing down and you don't know when they're going to reopen mm -hmm. i mean it could be a week it could be a month it could be the rest of the year no one truly knows 
And it, it is interesting to experience because it's one of those times where it's happening and it makes you question as an individual, well, what can you do with your efforts? Mm-hmm. How can you be the best possible contribution to another human being? And if there's anything that I learned, it is sometimes, not even sometimes, most times it is moments like this that makes people realize that, hey, I have to show a little bit more compassion. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, I have to do this because at the end of the day, we don't know who it's going to impact. Mm-hmm. Like we literally have no idea. There were cases in Austin this morning. Could I be carrying it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Could you? You don't know. Well, maybe. I don't know. But I don't know. Exactly. There's no test because available. <laughs> it, it, and, and it takes time to develop. So we, we don't know what we don't know. And so I think the best thing that we can move forward with is understanding that, hey, instead of me shying away from you as, as someone who might possibly have it, why don't I just show some compassion towards you yeah. and understanding and it, it brings me to our, our final question for this episode. And that is, what are you doing with all the experiences that you've gone through in today's world? And how can people connect with the work that you're doing? What am I doing? The, the word that comes to mind is I'm breathing. Because mm-hmm. that's all we can do is just breathe. You know, breathe and trust. That's it. Tune in. I, I make it an action every day as I step out my door to be the light that I want to see in the world. Mm-hmm. And I know where I vibrate at and there is low days and I know on low days what I'm attracting on those low days. But when days that I'm full and I'm charged up and I'm high in that sense, it's amazing what I am capable of doing. And it's not just me. Everybody has the same ability within. We all have it. We all have that power to connect with each other, with self, with nature. I think what's going on right now a lot too, and you know, it's this idea of compassion with others, but we need to also connect back with Mother Earth because this is a symptom of something that is so much grander than I think something that we can comprehend at the moment. Mm-hmm. And Mother Nature is speaking to us. So, I mean, my wish for everybody around us is just just keep charging yourself up. Keep having the conversations. Keep being vulnerable, holding space for others. Show up, you know, do the work. I say mm-hmm. that so often, do the work. And it's not, not the work that we've, it's not the word work that we've been taught of what that means. It's, it's the, the personal work. It's Inner. sitting with yourself and sitting with your discomfort so you can alleviate that so you can be a better human for humanity. And I actually wrote a little something the other day about what's going on. It's like a one minute. Mm-hmm. I could share it of course. kind of mm-hmm. as we close. So this is just kind of what came out. And it was, there's so much underlying, and this is all a symptom of something grander. Whether you believe it's an overreaction or an underreaction to the situation isn't the point. The fear and hype are very real. We are seeing our media and government crumble and not be trustworthy in very real time. I was at Costco the other day and people were hoarding plastic water. I thought to myself, weren't we afraid of climate change last month? And here we are buying as much single-use plastic as possible. The sheep of humanity really gets to me sometimes. On the other hand, I see a lot of good coming from all this. 
our world has been operating on 24-7, 365 ever since the Industrial Revolution, and we have never taken a breath. This is everyone's opportunity to breathe and reset. I hope we start seeing it as that. We need to tune back in and start listening again to what's important. I have hopes that this restricted air travel, car travel, etc., will give our Earth an opportunity to reverse some of the climate change that's going on. Mother Nature can act very fast to fix these issues. We just need to give her time to breathe. This is her chance. Stay light, stay strong, and count your blessings, my friends. Sending you all lots of love. Wow. What, what made you write that? Actually, I was texting with one of my soul brothers, and it just came out. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's when I do my best work, when it just flows out. And it's, it's not, I, I personally, you know, yes, I was a steward who wrote it, but I don't, something comes through me to, to just get words out. It, mm-hmm. I don't take personal credit for it. It's something bigger that it's like I have messages sometimes that come through and writing, speaking, not speaking. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's, that's how I have to get it out. That's awesome, man. Well, I really do appreciate you having been a guest on the show and having this opportunity with you where we can share, connect, and breathe and understand that we're here for each other and we're here for everyone else that's a part of it. And I think that's the biggest thing that we can do is to create that space where we can see each other for who we really are and understand that we all, we all go through a journey of our own that's completely unique to who we are, but yet we can still support each other mm-hmm. regardless of the circumstances and regardless of the events that we all go through. Jared, how do people find you? LinkedIn. I'm newer to that world and building <laughs> my network and it's cool. I was, I've been very against social media for many years and I see the power in it now if it's utilized correctly. Mm-hmm. So just Jared Schuster, find me on LinkedIn and, and we'll go from there. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google, describing your experience and the impact that this particular show has had on you and your life. Second, if you haven't subscribed to our show, go ahead and do so, so you don't miss out on any of the latest guests or any of the latest content. Third, if you are looking to get more connected to this particular community and all of the things that it has to offer, Consider joining us on our weekly calls called Courageous Conversations, which take place through Zoom. They're free of charge, happen every single Saturday at 9 a.m. Central Time. If you are interested, please go ahead and leave us a message through our website, and that is overcomingodds.today, and we'll be happy to respond to you with all the details about how you can join any of those particular calls. Once again, we thank you for listening and we look forward to having you next week.